0: Let's go live with Jack Kelly. Welcome to the one-of-a-kind LinkedIn live show that will help you with your job search and advancing your career. We will bring in educated career experts who will share their insights and give you inside tips on how to be successful in your job search. Now let's get into today's show with your host, Jack Kelly.
1: Meeting is now streaming live. Okay. I think we're good. I'm just going to keep an eye out for the folk. I don't mean to be rude. So mission control. Back in the home office we'll just make sure that we're good let me just see if if uh if they tell we're good sure this makes some great entertainment for people huh
0: yeah i bet <laughs> with with my lives i always show up and i'm like because <laughs> i'm staring <laughs> at the screen that's like the first shot everyone
1: gets <laughs> <laughs> see, like, like really close to make sure it's okay <laughs> yeah
0: is it on is it working anyone in there yeah
1: <laughs> yeah so so Kamara me now, now you got me all mixed up, to follow.
0: Yeah, just call me Kamara, Kamara. it's all good, yeah.
1: <laughs> now, do you get a lot of Kamala lately?
0: Uh, you know, more so in autocorrect in messages yeah. and email and texts, but not yeah. not verbally. I got it more before actually.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah,
0: believe it or not, yeah.
1: So welcome. Thank you. So Kamara, not Kamala, Kamara. Right? is a resume guru, LinkedIn guru, career advisor, Canadian withstanding sub-degree weather to be on the <laughs> show today. So so this is awesome. And today, Kamara's gonna give some really great advice, career advice, job search advice, how to get through the job fatigue, how to market yourself on LinkedIn and all sorts of other good stuff. And maybe on later too, we'll talk about her YouTube channel, which is awesome and great and hilarious and fun. So that's something you definitely, definitely got to check out. So <laughs> if we, just to jump into it, maybe you could tell a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, everybody.
0: sure. Happy to. Uh, so my name is Kamara Toflo. I'm a resume writer, LinkedIn consultant, and job search strategist. I help established professionals dare to do work differently and land great fitting gigs. My clients tend to be senior leaders to c-suite and board but i work with uh people uh and professionals at all different career levels and yeah so my my kind of mission i guess is aside from getting people jobs is to really kind of demystify the the job search there's a lot of um a lot of things going on that are creating fear in uh job seekers minds so i want to put minds at ease bring people back to what they can control and get their job search on track.
1: So That's great. You know, two things just jump out at me. When you say dare to be different, that sounds really cool. What do you what do you mean by that? Is there... well, sorry. Yeah, is there kind of a strategy for that or Yeah,
0: Mm -hmm. really, the the daring to be different part is to really, well, differentiate yourself um, by uh, really embracing what is different about your own career and what is unique about your own career stories. And also to really kind of dispose of the old kind of resume playbook that a lot of us are using um, that ultimately creates resumes that don't do our work justice. So that's really what I mean.
1: So it's kind of really just try to stand out, mm-hmm. you know, set yourself apart as an individual that'll make you stand out from the crowd, especially in a job market that like this, that's kind of rough. And there's a lot of people looking for, for work. And when you say the resume, it sounds like I don't, I'm not sure with like, like, how, how has it changed? Is it sounds like what you're saying? It's kind of a little different now. You, you can't have your grandfather's resume or your father's (laughs) resume. Is that kind of what you mean?
0: Well, that's for sure. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, especially with the more established professionals where I specialize, um, I oftentimes see them taking resumes that they created in university Mm -hmm. and kind of just like okay i'm gonna update it i'm gonna update it i'm gonna update it which is good but then you've got this kind of structure for a resume that should be for someone with five years work experience when they actually have 25. so um just really bringing people kind of into the 21st century in terms of resume writing resume creation resume structure Um, and definitely exactly as you're saying, not your father's or not your mother's resume.
1: (laughs) Is it, is it, you know, I'll I'll see online all the time and say, Hey, this is a new style. And they're like all sorts of boxes and tables and colors. And I'm like, is it really like, is that for, so has it changed or, or is it, you really have the set resume. It's just like you're saying, don't, don't just kind of build on that foundation and, and not improve upon it and grow upon it.
0: Yeah, I think um, there is a shift in in what you're what you've noticed, yeah. especially those resumes. I don't recommend typically because they um, are difficult to read. And yeah. when we're writing our resume, we want to write it for the human reader, and so they're difficult to read. Um, they look like they're trying to hide something by being fancy. Um, <laughs> I never thought
1: of it that way. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, I and did. sorry.
1: No, no, I love, you know what, I did that didn't occur to me. So when you say, okay, if you have all these cool things that you're looking at, you're forgetting like, all right, what does this person actually do? Cause it's all this interesting colors and that's evil genius. That's really, (laughs) I I didn't realize that, but okay.
0: It does give a bit of a junior feel like we want to know kind of what's under the hood, not really like, is it red? Right. right. We don't really care about that. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, and so, um, yeah, we, we, and also I I want people to move away from, and this is not a new concept, but uh, I really want job seekers to move away from writing their resume from a place of, this is what I was responsible for to a place of these are the results that I achieved. Um, because that's the best way for us to show that we're qualified is to show that we've done the work and achieved actual accomplishments.
1: That is a big difference. It's subtle, but a big difference, right? Because I, I would think most people do like, okay, I do X, I do Y, I do Z and, and a laundry list. But what you're suggesting is a little different. Like, hey, here's what I achieved instead of like my to-do list.
0: Exactly. Like, yeah, I do this, I do this, I do this. And huh. then it's, it's like, okay, and? So that's where the results come in. So you did it, but what did you accomplish? What was the outcome?
1: So what do you do for somebody who maybe, if you're, let's say, a salesperson, you can Mm -hmm. say, hey, I I had a quota, I beat my quota by this, I brought in 10 new clients, Um, I'll recruit for something called compliance people. These are Mm -hmm. the folks on Wall Street who are trying to make it safe. But a lot of times it's hard to measure that, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because it's not, you're not making sales, you're not trading stocks. Right. So for people who, let's say, are in that category, how do you... what would you say? Like, what would be the stuff that they could?
0: That's cons- a great question great point um because you're right there are a lot of professions where it is challenging to quantify um so uh, my background before I got into resume writing um was actually in the uh, financial services uh and uh, fintech space so I'm very familiar with compliance and um so if we're using that specific example yeah we're probably not going to quantify something like a salesperson did but we can we might be able to measure risk mitigation uh we can talk about um, ways that we may have caught caught a potential compliance issue and had it resolved before it became a big explosive problem. Um, And there's just a variety of different ways When we don't have the numbers to back up the accomplishments, we just want to focus on the impact or the outcome and the ultimate impact or outcome. Who did it benefit? Um, What did it change? Um, How did it save someone or everyone a headache?
1: That makes sense. So you have to really be thoughtful of, okay, if I can't quantify it by numbers, what else? And that could be results. So let's say in compliance, as you're familiar, maybe they had An SEC review and they came out with flying colors. That's great. That's a victory. That means, you know, you did your job that there were no problems, no issues, no citations and things like that, which instead of saying I did surveillance and examinations, I led an examination from the SEC and passed with flying colors because I institute you know, instituted this, this, the other thing. So
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if there's some way that you um, were proactive in getting ready for that SEC audit or investigation, um, you know, that's that's something that you can highlight as well. If you kind of readjusted or or recalibrated the process that had always been used in order to make it more efficient or have everything you needed for the SEC before they came in, um, that's a great highlight.
1: Would you say, would, would you do that through kind of telling a story like a narrative as opposed to bullet points? Or that's kind of a cover letter thing, or a um, thing?
0: You could definitely note it on your cover letter, but I would actually use a bullet point if you were creating a process or optimizing mm-hmm. a process, um, or if if the major win was that you passed with flying, passed the SEC audit uh, or investigation with flying colors, and perhaps prior to, it wasn't as good. Um, that would be a great accomplishment. And then highlighting what you did to make sure that um, the SEC audit went as well as it did, uh, that's, that would be a good bullet point. I consider that an accomplishment.
1: So what did you do in FinTech? You seem to know the space really well. <laughs>
0: Well, I started in mutual funds, then went into life insurance, then went into fintech. So, oh wow, yeah, all over the place. Um, but yeah, I worked for a very large American company with operations in Canada, and uh, yeah, I I worked directly with my clients were traders. So,
1: oh, that's what those those are interesting people to deal with. Like these are the people on the trading desk, like the hardcore yes. traders.
0: Yes. Yep. Yep. And you got it. <laughs> what,
1: you ha- what did you have to do with them?
0: Uh, So I was, um, my product that I was overseeing was the trading platform. And so I basically had to pick up the phone when they were screaming because there was some sort of issue with it. That was, that was my job.
1: Oh my God. So in other words, I'm on the trading desk, right? I'm trading, let's say I'm trading equities and something's not working and I got to get this trade off. And they call you and like, come on, what's wrong? Why is this not working?
0: Yeah, most of them were great most of them were great it was only the odd few that would be freaking out but i get it because it's high stakes
1: yeah because you're you're trying to get a trade off and you can't do it yep like look what happened to robin hood uh, like what was it two weeks ago where they weren't letting trades go through and people went ballistic and they're you know having lawsuits because they were barred from prohibited from trading so they're serious ramifications Mm -hmm. so that's a that's you're wow, that's a tough job. I can tell you that was a
0: it, tough, tough job. It was tough. It's good, it's good trading though for anything yeah. else. But, but you know what?
1: Are the traders nicer there because it's Canada and that Canada has a reputation for I being nicer?
0: I no? don't think so. No? <laughs> I don't think so.
1: Yeah. So, so they're saying whether Canada or US. Does it
0: I I I would think the same. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so. Um,
1: <laughs> I think you can I think you give us too much credit here here here. I think especially like in the New York area, we're just horrible people.
0: Oh no no <laughs> no,
1: no, no 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 no. I'm telling I, you, for the most part,
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Um, no, I I have to say that most of my traders were yeah. really good to me. Um, it was just the odd one who just maybe didn't like me or whatever. Yeah. So how's
1: that fine. possible? Come on. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's possible. <laughs> I,
1: am, I find that so hard to believe.
0: Oh, you're too kind. <laughs> Thank so, you. When you,
1: to go back to like when you say demystify, mm. you know, what what do you mean by that?
0: So the the hot topic right now mm-hmm. is the applicant tracking system. Okay. Uh, the ATS, um, you know, a lot about that, and um, it's uh, there's just a lot of um, talk about robots beating the bots um you know getting past the ats like it's something that you have to game uh in order to actually have human eyeballs on your resume um but that's just simply not the case um as i'm sure you know from your work um most recruiters are reading the resumes so um all the recruiters i know are reading resumes tons of resumes every single day and any rejections that are coming are from a human are initiated by a human, not an automated robot, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Why do you think that happened? Because I, I know exactly where you're coming from. There seemed to be this feel that came out of nowhere, or maybe came whatever came from whatever. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, these evil robots, and they're standing in the way. If it wasn't for those, you know, ATS robots, I could get through. Um, like, where did that? come from
0: I know there's been a couple of my colleagues have done like really in-depth analyses of this uh, and tried to track it all the way back to the beginning of time Uh, Mm. (laughs) so there's um, there's there's some really good uh, articles out there um, which I have actually linked to uh, in one of my recent videos (laughs) about um, I can't remember which video uh, it had to do with um, why you're not getting interviews? Mm-hmm. That, uh, so I linked to a couple of really good resources in that video, but um, I think it started with a marketing uh, post, which just kind of took off because yeah. like people could glom onto it, like, oh yeah, this is mysterious. It's something that I can blame as, outside of myself for something that feels so out of control. Uh, so I think I think that's what it did, and it created it yeah. created a life of its own. Um, and, uh, unfortunately people continue to use this, this as a marketing tactic.
1: Yeah. Cause if you think about it, let's say you're a Google or you're JP Morgan, you know, like a huge fortune 500 company, mm-hmm. they must get hundreds, if not thousands of resumes a day. And it's just impossible for a human being to look at each and every one of them. It's just not practical so that well, they you have know, big it's,
0: recruiting teams, right? Yeah. So I. It, it's hard, and they do have to prioritize it, but um, you know one of my good f- friends uh, is a recruiter at Amazon, and I know she's got her eyes on on resumes. Yeah, constantly.
1: No, well, I'm and, sorry uh, I'm sorry, maybe yeah. I wasn't clear, but what I mean by that is of course you do need some sort of technology to filter it through because you know if it's just coming in like when I first started recruiting, don't scoff at this. There we get faxes. Like on Monday morning, I oh, come boy. in, yep. I come into the office and Sunday in the New York Times, you put the jobs in, you know, the little classified ads. Yep. And I would race in, I want to make, and then sometimes you come in and overflow it overflowed. And then the fax papers all over the floor, and you have to put them together. But fast forward to the ATS. I mean, it's just so many resumes. It has to be, there has to be some kind of technology to keep it in control because otherwise, I don't see how, like, one or even an army of people could do it.
0: Well, it's my yeah. understanding that the ATS is really yeah. there to help workflow. Yeah. Um, and correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, um, but to really project manage all of the applications through that uh, through the hiring process uh, or um, qualifying uh, yeah. process. And so, um, but recruiters are great at reviewing resumes fast, right? So. Uh, that's, that's why I think it's a manageable task, although it may feel unmanageable at times, certainly with high volumes of applicants, but, um, recruiters are really good at sizing someone up really fast, uh, by on their resume and getting on to the next one, uh, to make, to make that same assessment. So, um, I think it's feasible, but yes, the software is there to support. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think you're referring to Amy Miller, right? Who is very yes. she she, she I for some reason it seems like she's constantly battling people who are yes. angry about the ATS systems. Yes. Fighting this war. Yes. And and it's it's yeah. Yes. Because people, I guess, yeah, people really just feel like if it if it wasn't for those darn robots, I would get this yes. job. Yes,
0: yes. She's working very hard yeah. to to um demystify the ATS. Uh and um and I'm doing what I can, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and being inspired by her.
1: Well, she's fantastic. Um, she's, oh, she's she's awesome. brilliant. She's amazing. Yeah, she's, a, she's incredible. Yeah, yeah. She's an yeah. awesome person. And um, what other kind of things do you feel are, you know, you say demystify? Like, what other things out there that job seekers have this misconception, or they don't know, or maybe they think of something and they think it's this way, but you're like, nah, it really doesn't go this way. Are there other things that you bump into?
0: Yeah. Uh, absolutely. So the whole notion of "I want to keep my options open is uh-huh. kind of like the kiss of death to a job search. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason being is when we are striving so hard to keep our options open and write a resume, that's almost catch-all. Right. Uh, we are not tel- speaking to anyone. Like when we don't identify the audience to which we want to write <laughs> and have reading right. our resume, we are not connecting with the reader at all. Uh, and so um, keeping your options open will actually lead to an ineffective job search. So nailing down career clarity before you do anything in your job search is uh, is critical. Like it's a non-negotiable, it has to happen.
1: So, so you get a lot of people come into you and they'll want to be this more generalist kind of person. And then you'll say, wait, no, you have to, kind of refine it. And it sounds like they give you pushback. No, no, because I want to keep my options open and see.
0: Yep. Yeah. They're like, I don't want to pigeonhole myself. Yeah. I, you know, I'm open to, you know, customer service, help desk, customer success, uh, relationship manager, account manager. Oh yeah. And software developer. Well, how are you going to write one resume for all of that? <laughs> you got you, yeah. You got to be clear on what you want. Um, you may find yourself in a multi resume situation, but that is, to me, that's still symptomatic that you haven't done the pre-work of identifying what it is that you're going after. All
1: right. I, I'm with you hundred percent, but can we talk about something that possibly could get a lot of hate, particularly maybe thrown in my direction though? Oh, that all right. Well,
0: we don't want it, that. We don't want hate. Yeah,
1: whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. So, cause here's, here's what I find as a recruiter. Yeah. Now, To be fair. Yep. as a recruiter, you're kind of a little different, because the company is paying you or your company a fee to, you know, to find a person, right, and they have high expectations. So this wouldn't be for everybody, because you know, you're going through a recruiter. but I find when, uh, when I'm tasked to, to recruit for someone, so let's say they say, Hey, we want to find Jack, you have to find a great resume writer, career advisor, LinkedIn advisor in Canada, in Ottawa, and I'm going to look to find that exact, exact person, right? So I'm going to look and I'm going to search and I'm going to find you. And you're not everything you, this is you know, what I mean, you do resume writing, you do LinkedIn, let's say and career advisory, boom, boom, boom. That's it. But if you had on your profile, then I also do this. And I also do that I do this, I'm going to pass because it's like I know they're gonna what the company's gonna to say to me, Jack, what are you doing? We, we told you what we want. And what I find, so frustrating at times because people often do feel, and maybe it's because that's how it was in years past where it was okay to be a generalist. I find out now for the most part, you have to be a specialist and be a generalist, nothing happens. And then it leads to frustration on everyone's side. Do, do, do you see that? Does that happen yeah. with-
0: A 100%. Yeah. 100%. I I I think it's okay to to have more of a generalist um, professional profile within a specialty right so like a project manager i think could very much be a generalist Mm -hmm. in many ways um but um yeah you need to have that role nailed down the and the functions of that role identified what you want to be doing in an actual job and to your point if you say you're a jack of all trades um, that's going to get confusing. Like, um, it, it will call into question, how qualified are you?
1: Yeah. Do you and find this out? Yeah. Do you find this out too? So sometimes when people have this generous background and some people do particularly, I'll say older people, because what, for instance, I've been recruiting over 20 years. And when I started, a lot of times the jobs would be more general, <clears throat> general, you know, they want someone to do a little bit of this and that, but right. as time progressed, they just want this exact thing. So yeah. you have some of these folks who are like, Hey, I have, so much experience and they'll pick a job and say, I could do it. And then I'm in this awkward spot like, no, they want someone who does exactly, you know, ABC and you're doing like one, two, three frog and this is just, you know, here. And then they get angry. Like, what, you know, what are you talking about? And they list off all their accomplishments but it's not in that space. And then you're like, oh my God, like I don't wanna be that guy to say, nope, you can't do it because then I'm the bad guy. And I'll be lambasted. But at the same time, I don't want to encourage them because I know it's so hard to be a generalist and then, okay, they're going to take you when they know they want something specific. Like, what do you, and maybe this could help me to talk to folks in a nice way, like, what do you say to people like that to help help them understand what the market is like now? You know what I mean? To demystify it in a sense, like, here's the reality.
0: Right. <laughs> so I see that a lot. And do you? Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, okay. The reality could be that they can do the job. Yes, but you have it's it's your job as the job seeker to communicate how you're qualified. If you're like applying for let's say a, an operations manager role and you're putting forth a, like a um, sales resume, what the what the heck? You haven't yeah. done your job right, by right. showing that you're qualified to do the manager of operations role. And yeah, like I said, you very well may be qualified, but it's your job to show that you are. Um, so in that case, um, it depends on how much time you want to invest with the with them in that situation. Yeah. But it's like your resume. Your resume does not show you're qualified. Tell me how. Like, tell me how you're qualified. This is a sales resume. Tell me when you've managed operations of this size.
1: So what you're saying that for some people they say okay. You have this wealth of experience in different areas and we know that the job is looking for something special to to, to tease out some of the elements of what the job requires and be able to kind of position it to answer it. So even though you didn't do the exact thing to find the points of what you've done, and then I guess that's part of your pitch then to be able to articulate, hey, even though I, I, I didn't do customer service or whatever, because I was in sales. Here's why I would be good for it, and I yes. guess if they could really tell that story, you could cross over. For sure. So that, Ab- yeah,
0: absolutely. Mm. If you can, if you yeah. can tell the story and you've done and you've done the actual work, um, then it should be an easy story to tell. Um, this all the solution here also might be for for someone who is kind of a multi potentialite. Um, the solution might be to have a bit of a master resume. Um, Which is just like a dump of all of the great things that they've done throughout their career um, without like they don't even have to like um, It doesn't have to be targeted, but it could be categorized so that when they are applying for that operate manager operations role They pull out the operations accomplishments and put them into the resume. They're actually going to use so um, I don't I don't use master resumes, but I use like track like I recommend uh, to track work wins on an ongoing basis um, but it is, yeah, it's super important that what you've done, um, you need to frame it in such a way that it is clear to the reader, uh, that it reinforces the strengths that they're looking for.
1: I put it on mute for a second, because you probably hear the dogs in the background. Yeah,
0: that's fine. <laughs> to, the joys two, of working from home. Yeah,
1: I'm too shelty. so when oh. the doorbell rings. Oh my God. Oh, I bet. Wait, hold, let's see. <laughs> okay <laughs> so do you, do you do you recommend having your your core resume but then for each job like tailoring it
0: uh i do recommend tailoring your resume for each application um if if you have done a really good job of identifying your target role um let's say it is i'm, I'm going to keep using manager of operations so manager of operations uh, and um, you're you're very clear on that, and where the operations would be that you would be managing, um, and you've you've clearly identified your target employers. Then the adjustments you're making to that core resume will be uh, not a ton. Like uh, it should, because your the stories you're telling uh, should be resonating across um, most of the job. Uh, jobs to which you're applying because you've identified that target job. Um, That target job really makes your job with resume writing way easier. Um, And so uh, I do recommend some adjustments, especially with the skills that you're um, mentioning um, and how you're backing up those skills with accomplishments, making sure that you're aligning with what they're looking for in um, the basic qualifications of the job.
1: Do you feel, are you better off doing the resumes, applications, or trying to kind of network and find the right people at the right company and get in there or a combination of both? Do, do you have a thought on that?
0: Combination of both, for sure. A little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything, for sure. Uh, so I, my concern is that, um, that job seekers will stop applying online because they figured networking will cover everything off. Um, but as as we all know, um, you need to apply online if the job is posted online in order to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, the, a file needs to be started on you, so to speak, uh, and um, it's part of the process. And there's a there's a lot of reasons behind the scenes that require you to uh, adhere to that process. So. Applying online, and then if you do find someone who is already on the inside at that company, you can mention to them that you actually applied for the job uh, in your networking message, and so they don't have to spend time saying, "Well, go apply for the job and then get back to me." Yeah, how already would you covered that off?
1: I mean, how do you go about? It? Like, like do you do you suggest maybe just hit somebody up on LinkedIn, or do you find somebody you know who could put in a good word, or you just try everything?
0: Um, definitely, uh, an introduction from someone else would be more powerful, but by all means, cold email people, cold message people who, um, who are already on the inside, but be very clear and do your research on the people to whom you're actually reaching out. Um, and don't, uh, and make sure I should say that the messages that you're sending are highly specific. Um, I can't tell you the number of messages I get on a daily basis that where people are like, uh, hi, sir. I'm looking for <laughs> job in blah 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 yeah. blah. Please find me a job. And I don't have any jobs. I'm not a recruiter. <laughs> and also, but, sir, maybe yeah. check 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 a little bit further.
1: <laughs> hey, random stranger who has nothing yeah. to do with this job I'm looking for.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're in the accounting department. Can you now go into like whatever department and get my resume in front of them? <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. <laughs> so it's really do your research be targeted and and remember there's a human on the other side this is not a transaction yeah this is about relationship building
1: yeah so just to jump ahead so i've been Mm. looking at your your youtube channel it's awesome so you you want to talk about like what you do and what your goal is with it and, and and what what are cool things that are happening with it and what are some dealing with you know just random people who are hitting you up uh like with messages what's what's it like
0: yeah. So um, with the YouTube channel, I'm basically just trying to help as many people I, as I can by making videos about uh, important job search topics. And so uh, I post new videos every Tuesday and I go live every Thursday. You'll be joining me next mm-hmm. Thursday on Office Hours Live. And um, yeah, be I'm awesome. Excited. be the best one. That's <laughs> it. I agree. <laughs> and uh, so um, that's 8 p.m. every Thursday Eastern. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been interesting. Mo- mostly people are uh, very thankful for the information that's being shared, uh, which is great to see because that's the whole point is to help. Um, and then there's the occasional uh, commenter who will use it as a space to vent. Typically, they're not venting about me, which is nice. Um, but uh venting about the job search process, let's say.
1: And what do you do? Do you engage with them where you just 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 kind of ignore it and move on? What, what's it, your strategy?
0: Sometimes I do if yeah. I feel like I can add something to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes I'll ask them for to tell me more. Um yeah. if if again, if I feel I can help, but uh oftentimes I don't engage. Uh and on um, like we were talking about before for this on linkedin yeah. um i basically i'm cleaning up a lot of comments on my uh on my content these days wait when um, you say
1: cleaning up what does that mean just deleting it or or yeah what's, yeah, okay. yeah d-
0: deleting it there there's just so many oddball comments on some of my content lately that i i just like i i don't even know what to say it's interesting
1: even if you I say that when you say oddball, you mean like really just they're non sequiturs, right? Like it has nothing to do with what you're saying and it's just, yep. and like, wh- how yep. does this?
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I'm all for debate. If you yeah. want to come in and say, no, I disagree yeah. with what you're saying, please do, but keep it on topic, you know? Because <laughs> I,
1: I I see that too and I just don't understand it. Like I'll say, you know, it, it's snowing out. Like I'm looking out the window, okay? It's, yeah. sn- it's snowing and there's snow piles. And then someone will say, uh, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, hey, it's Wednesday. Like, yeah. Claren, what does yeah. that have?
0: Yeah, exactly. It has nothing to do with but anything. How, yeah. How
1: am I supposed to answer it? <laughs> yeah. Where's that coming from?
0: Yes, yes, that happens a lot. <clears throat> so, um, yeah. or as I was mentioning to you, and yeah. you saw on Twitter, people using my content uh, for their marketing. Yeah. So that's fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, like, you are out there saying, "Hey, here's my great video," and then someone will be like, "No, mine's better."
0: Not even, that. not even not even not mm-hmm. even mine's better yeah. but um like uh, here's here's a, a video that I made yeah. on supply chain <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> or buy Bitcoin
0: Bitcoin so then, yeah that, oh Bitcoin yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's another it's it, it really is weird with social media how you do that like you try to help and and engage with people but then you just this random stuff that yeah it's like why why are you doing this? It's just, just wasting everyone's time. It doesn't make any sense.
0: Right. It is entertaining though. I, I do have to say it. It gives me a good laugh. <laughs>
1: well, the good thing is like speaking of entertaining, I can see with your YouTube, you're, you're trying to be entertaining where uh, oftentimes career advice could be, you know, kind of at, at times kind of boring if you don't yeah. find a way to jazz it up. Mm-hmm. And, and so it seems like you're trying on your, on your, on your channel to really, inject a little levity a little fun a little you know excitement and all that kind of stuff which is thank cool
0: you. trying to thank yeah. you
1: <laughs> and it attracts all kinds of people I, I, I believe right
0: yeah, all, yeah ages and- all ages it's really interesting to look at my analytics and see where people are tuning in from um, I would I would say I think uh, my largest uh, viewers viewership base is in the states mm-hmm. followed by uh, India I think and then Canada so it's really interesting
1: yeah interesting and did you have like a demographic yeah yeah
0: so um even though my clients tend to be um more towards age 45 plus um my demographic uh on youtube in terms of audience is uh 18 to 24. (laughs) yeah so that's interesting yeah
1: you know and we talked a little bit before like i could see that where For young people, it's it's really tough. You know, Mm -hmm. you're either if you're getting right out of school, like if you got out of school, you know, last year, that's not so great. If you're going getting out this year, it's Mm -hmm. still gonna be a little rough. And Mm -hmm. I don't know how long it's gonna take. And then even if you've been around for a while, it's 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 kinda so I I could see them searching to get ideas and thoughts. And Mm -hmm. even if they have a job, just to be prepared, you know, just in case they get tapped on the shoulder. So it does. I can see that. I find out with the, with the, you know, I'm more in tune now because both my kids are in college. Mm-hmm. And I've always, during the summers, I would always bring in interns, we pay them and they stay for the summer and do it. And you could tell there's no career coaching from these schools. Mm. Like, like they come in for an interview, Kamara, and I'm telling you, it's, it's cringy. It's, it's, they can't make eye contact. They, they they can't hold a conversation, they can't articulate what they did. And I'm thinking you're going to this school that's charging you or your parents 50 grand a year and they can't at least give you a little at least a class on how to do it. So so it does make sense why you're getting that, because they're not getting it a lot of other places. So
0: Yeah, it's 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 very tough out there for the young folks. Yeah. Like I like we were talking about before, like I can't imagine coming out of school now. Yeah. It's it's hard. And yeah, there's a lot of conflicting advice, non-advice like yeah. so yeah.
1: It's speaking of being hard, like I find from recruiting, you have these people because my area for like 10 years plus straight, it was like a hockey stick growth chart up mm-hmm. because there's tons of scandals, tons of just stuff going on. So that you constantly have more regulation, more need. And then it's not politics, just what it is. You know, under Trump that uh, he's he wasn't a fan of regulation. And these banks, which I primarily focus on, they're not dumb. So they kind of realized with like a wink and a nod. Eh, we could hold off. We don't have to hire as much. Mm. And they did it. And so what happens, you have a lot of these people now who er- are earning, you know, two, 300,000 more who are in between jobs. And, and it's never happened. You know, and I'm sure you speak to people like this too. They'll say, hey, I've been working since high school and never stopped. Now I can't. And it's, it's frightening. They don't know what to do. They're frustrated. And I'd be curious because sometimes I have a hard time. I don't know what to say. I'll be really frank because like, it's not, you know, you can't just say, Oh, walk it off or (laughs) don't worry about it. I mean, these are really serious issues. Yeah. Do you account to that? And if you do, like, do you have advice for people, not just the folks that I describe, but just in general who either, and this is another thing long-term unemployment i don't realize how bad it is mm-hmm. in, the, in the in the you know in the jobs report that the numbers are staggering of long-term like 27 weeks or longer so you have these people who desperately need jobs like what would you say to them to keep the morale up just keep confident not to lose mm-hmm. self-esteem do you have any any go-to things or ideas you could share with people
0: yeah well first i want to acknowledge yeah it's tough um job searching is hard it's i've you know in my Short career in in the job search space. I've never seen it been be this hard.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I just want to acknowledge that there's no one's sugarcoating this. It sucks right now. Yeah. Okay. So is that, um, is that a
1: professional career coaching term?
0: Yes. It sucks? Okay. It yeah. Sucks. <laughs> uh, so I just want to acknowledge that, yes. um, and uh, not gloss over that. But um, so i can't say that i have anything super inspiring to offer most job seekers but um what i want to remind them of is to focus on controlling what they can control so you can't control if a recruiter reaches back to you you can't uh control if you um get an offer um you can't control um you know, how long an offer might take or a decision might take. You can't control a lot of stuff, but what you can control is also quite a bit. Your resume, the stories that you share on your resume, making sure they're targeted and focused and showing that you're qualified. Um, uh, Also um, having a LinkedIn profile and making sure it's full, complete and telling the right stories as well. Engaging on LinkedIn, engaging in an on-brand way um, and networking actively. Uh, and, um, there's just, there's a lot you can do. It's a lot of, it's a lot of stuff, um, which can easily fill your time. Um, and so the, the other, the other stuff that's out of your control, I know it's hard to not fixate on it. Um, but it's, it's just not something you can, you can influence necessarily. So focus yeah. on what you can.
1: What would you say for people LinkedIn? Cause I do notice that a lot of folks who are in between roles, mm-hmm. they don't or from what I see, they could probably do a much better, effective job in marketing themselves online. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's because maybe they've been looking for so long, they just say, forget, it's not working. But Mm. what would you suggest for people how to get noticed what to do? um, Even if you're kind of a little shy or introverted, you don't feel comfortable doing that, but just just to get your brand out there?
0: Sure. So, um, well, first of all, you got to start with a good base. And that's a strong resume. Uh, mm-hmm. And that resume needs to um, come across as human. Uh, an easy way to come across as human is to write it in first person yeah. uh, and to make sure that you are highlighting how you're qualified for your target job. Would Again, you want me
1: to wrap, would you Would you put the resume on the LinkedIn as well? Because you have that? I would not. No, okay.
0: Yeah, I would not. The reason for that is is largely to uh, protect your own information um, okay. so we don't and also one thing with the resume is we don't want uh to de, or I'm sorry, with the LinkedIn is we don't want to divulge any confidential information. So some of the accomplishments that we may have shared on our resume might be confidential information as far as our previous employers. Okay, that's concerned. a really good point. So okay. don't share that stuff. Share it in a way that you're not divulging confidential information. So uh, and yeah, we don't want to also expose our resume to also possible plagiarism because that happens as well. Um, So leave your resume off of the public platform that is LinkedIn. Um, So we've got that. So we start with a good base strong uh, LinkedIn profile. um, Well, um, like a strong skill section as well. That's one area I notice a lot of people overlook is their skills section. For some reason, um, so that's important. Uh, and that so, skill
1: section. Well, like what would that be? Like what would you put on there?
0: So um, the LinkedIn skill section, uh, unless it's changed uh, recently, there's 50 spots for skills that you can list on LinkedIn. Uh, so with that, I want people to actively audit that list, audit right. their own list, to make sure that they're listing skills that first of all, they actually have right. uh, and that are relevant towards their their target direction. Uh, and there's a way to move skills around as well. Uh, I have a video on my YouTube channel about it, where you can um, give your most important skills, the uh, best skill section, real estate, let's say on your profile, uh, because um, there's the top three skills that are the most highlighted uh, in the skill section, and so those are sometimes referred to as like pinned skills, um, and so uh, being very conscious of what you're highlighting there is important. And then in terms of using LinkedIn best practices, um, I would say warm up. Like don't don't just go all in uh, if it feels awkward or challenging, but warm up by simply engaging with other people's content. And by engaging, I don't mean necessarily just reacting with a like, Mm -hmm. but actually adding a thoughtful comment because comments are considered high value interactions as far as LinkedIn is concerned. And so that will help increase your visibility with little kind of time investment and little out being out there kind of Effort,
1: if that makes sense, it does. Would you would you also suggest to people, let's say you're, I don't know, a tax accountant, to maybe then write, maybe a little longer instead of a comment, maybe put something on yourself. Hey, for, you know, let's say I don't know if this is out there. Now, Let's say there's a new tax rule for whatever. To say, hey, I'm not sure if you're aware of it. This is this new rule you should know about, and should position you as kind of a thought leader in that space
0: yeah i mean i i don't want people to stress out about being thought leaders mm-hmm. um it's about some um, and i can't claim credit for this but uh one of my colleagues and i can't remember who it was said we want kind of want a paper trail of your expertise so um basically uh for sure you can comment with things like that but going back to what we were talking about earlier in this uh show is that of course it needs to be on brand so we don't want someone talking about one tax regulation uh like a maybe a sales tax regulation then all of a sudden someone comes in with like an income tax uh regulation like oh did you know um so Uh, we want to keep it on point, keep the conversation going, make sure it's thoughtful and meaningful when we're commenting, but to that point about a new regulation, let's say coming out where you do want to share your knowledge and ideas about it, that's where you could actually write a LinkedIn publisher post. If you don't, (laughs) if you feel comfortable, of course, um, it depends on, on how comfortable someone is with that, but by all means, there's other ways to feature that on LinkedIn. Feature that what, knowledge.
1: What about telling your story? For a while back, I don't know if people still do it, but I remember there was a time where people give their job search story. You mm. know, they kind of walk through, hey, here's you know what I'm doing. Here's what happened. Here's a win. Here's a loss. Do you recommend people doing that to, to so it makes them human or that's not really helpful?
0: Um, maybe once they have a job.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> while they're doing it, it's not good. It's not a good look? Um,
0: sure i would do that um i think what would be more powerful if you want to seem human and share a story um would be um if you had a a success story behind one of your accomplishments let's say so like um if we use um the uh let's say compliance person as an example um let's say they I don't know, they, one of their accomplishments was a great SEC audit. Don't, I wouldn't name the, the company for whom they worked, but uh, great SEC audit. And then they could talk about like the steps that got them there. I think that would be a great post um, because that does two things. It establishes them as an expert in their field. And also it's, it's putting content out there for visibility purposes, but I would probably avoid talking about my job search unless yeah. I have a job. And, ha- and unless I have kind of success secrets to share after I've landed yeah. that job.
1: So that's interesting. After you land to kind of say, hey, here's what worked, here's what didn't work to pay it yeah. forward a little bit to people. Yeah, that's to pay it forward
0: for sure. I think that's yeah. fine. Um, we always want like my position for LinkedIn content sharing or commenting is to always keep it on brand. So what is your area of expertise or specialty? Um, Comments on that on stuff related to that um or share content related to that um like my specialty is job search so if i start commenting on um like the gamestop um stock price that's going to be weird because it just doesn't work with my my specialty right (laughs) so like when when the stock just skyrocketed because of reddit if i start talking about that that doesn't really jive with my brand so
1: so you really, I want to do their own brand. so I guess like the first thing they have to figure out, hey, what's my brand? How do I want to be perceived? And then from there kind of build build upon it and build a narrative and start small liking somebody, but that really doesn't do much. But then maybe give a comment, more of a comment. Maybe if you feel more confident to write something, maybe even a long form article, whatever the case may be. But then, and have that paper trail and we'll give you credit for it. Cause if you don't remember, <laughs> you get it. So, so we'll trademark it. For Kamara, so that having paper trails—if I understand what you mean by that—is so that over time, people who notice you will say, "Oh, yeah, that's Kamara. She always talks about resumes. She always talks about, you know, LinkedIn and so on." And it 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 makes people think of you. So if they need someone, they're like, "Oh, okay, I know who to get get in touch with." Because right. as a recruiter, I can tell you that works all the time. Because as a recruiter, without a doubt, Kamara, what you're saying resonates with me because. There'll be people who, if I see online and they don't have to be over the top, but if they're just out there at, you know, what, doing whatever, and I get a search in that space, I'm going to like, Oh yeah, I got to go get a hold of Jane. Yes. Okay. And because I've seen it, it's like made it, you know, you know, an impression in my mind and it's just one of those things that pop up. I'm like, yeah, because, and you know, and just the opposite out of sight, out of mind. So if you don't see them, you kind of forget. Yes. To, and they fall off the radar and you yes. don't know. And then, you know, they may say, hey, Jack, how can you call me for that job? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, because I haven't seen I, didn't, I just assumed you found another job, you yep. know. Yeah. You know, you fell off. So I think, yeah, I can tell you from firsthand experience, it's such a big difference. It's such a big difference. And I wonder if you feel this way, too. I think sometimes people feel that they're, they they could be annoying if they do things like that. But as a recruiter, I don't see it annoying. I think it's good because it just reminds me you're there. I mean, what do, what do you what do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean so little of our content actually yeah. rolls across someone's newsfeed. So uh, I would not be worried about um, being annoying uh, because like, if you're posting multiple times a day, then that might be, uh, that might get annoying. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh-oh, <laughs> oops. <No. laughs> but- I, uh, I post a lot. That's, it's, if you're posting about the same thing multiple times a day, then that might be, yeah. that might be annoying, but um. You know, the LinkedIn algorithm learns user behavior. So if people are ignoring it or not interacting with it, it's probably going to uh, filter I, its way out. <laughs>
1: the, the algo for me, it's like, you know what to do, because I'll talk about compliance that I'll write about. I wrote a lot about GameStop and, and Reddit traders and hedge fund and the show, hedge fund. Show, Did you really? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot about it. Check it out. See, but this is what you're talking about with the algorithms. This is to me what's so frustrating is that they dribble... I'm not. This is not a scientific. Under you know, right. you're gonna know this better than I. But I, my understanding, if you post something, they will kind of dribble it out to some of your connections, and if they like it, then the next time you do it, they will send it more to them, and so on. But I, I got a feeling most people, and I thought this way, when you send something out there, it goes to everyone. If you're first degree, they should get it. And when I learned that wasn't the case, I was like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> So, so that's why when people feel they're like might be annoying because I think they feel if they send it out, everyone gets it. Right. But they don't.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. The thing that might get annoying is if you're constantly updating your LinkedIn profile and broadcasting it to your network, then that might get yeah. annoying. But uh, no, yeah, that's exactly right. People aren't seeing everything that you're posting. Like today, I posted um, a teaser video for my Tuesday YouTube video, mm-hmm. and people didn't like it because <laughs> it didn't get very far
1: <laughs> what do you mean it like, oh, oh
0: it, it had very few it, so far I don't I haven't checked it so far it had very few interactions and uh very few views so that's
1: how me like <laughs> for some people appreciate. this is what it's hard to figure out like why that is right so it's frustrating
0: yep yep it's frustrating for sure <laughs>
1: Yeah. But there's really I, no I wish
0: I had an answer because but there's no
1: way around it, right Not
0: really not really like um, we we don't get to make our own rules so yeah. we, we're playing in uh, LinkedIn's yeah. space so <laughs>
1: but you know on the positive side for people who are watching this if 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 you are worried and tell me if the, correct me if I'm wrong here commander, if you're worried about hey, I don't want to post too much because I have let's say 500 connections and i'm talking about whatever and it's going out to 500 i'm going to kind of irritate them the way it works they're not going to necessarily maybe you'll see what 10 20 might see it at first some you don't know yeah who knows
0: yeah
1: so you might as well do it and don't hold yourself back thinking that every 500 people persons are going to see it every day and cringe like stop already yeah Um,
0: yeah don't worry about it yeah yeah just do just do it Um, and the great thing is one of the features I love that LinkedIn built was the, the ability to see people's activity when you go on their profile. So, um, like I, unless there, I believe there's a way to hide this. Um, but, um, when you go to a person's profile, by default, you can see their activity where they liked something, where they posted something, where they commented on something. Uh, and so, um, that is great uh, for recruiters to see that you're actually active. And if they reach out that you'll actually respond. Uh, but also, um, you know, that's where that paper trail can live too, showing your engagement with where you're an expert.
1: I just thought of is this a little stalkerish if that you go to the activities of people? So let's say, you know, you, uh, you know, you're back in the day when you were working at a FinTech company and you're interested in going to one of the competitors, to go to the folks who might be the type of person who would be your boss there, go on their LinkedIn feed, look at their activity, get a sense of what they like, what they don't like. Then later on, you could comment already knowing how how they think is that really weird, stocky stalkerish kind of thing, or is that actually a, a <laughs> genius idea? How to ingratiate yourself with somebody you <laughs> want to impress? What, do, what do you think of that?
0: It's stalker behavior that I fully endorse. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's, it's it's genius.
1: Okay, um, I just thought of it on the fly. You made me think yeah. like, wait, that's like one of those, duh. Like, what all right, let me find out. Yeah. You know, okay, you're, you know, put yourself back in the day, you're in fintech, you're thinking, you know, you have a bad experience with one of the traders yelling and screaming at you. And you're like, I wanted to do something I want else. To get out of here. Yeah. yeah. So then you look at others and you're like, okay, let me see. Because then also you could get a feel for the company because maybe over there, they have the same thing and you realize, hey, there are a bunch of jerks over there too. So I, I don't want to go there.
0: Right, right. The grass isn't necessarily yeah. greener. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there's so much kind of reconnaissance that you can do yeah. based on that, and I would recommend it because then you can make sure that you have a very um, focused and targeted networking message when you do reach out to them.
1: Which is a networking too, you know. Networking always has that cringy feel to it at times. Yep. What when you say that, like, what do you what what do you recommend to your clients? how to network and what to do, whether it's on LinkedIn, off LinkedIn, in real life, what have you?
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I recommend starting in your own backyard, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us have gone to school at schools that have very strong alumni networks. So, and I think that uh, job seekers often overlook that alumni network. They do, that's a good yeah. idea, yeah. Which is a hu- huge, like easy, icebreaker like oh you you went to mit <laughs> i went to mit too <laughs> i don't know why mit uh so instant icebreaker uh so there's that uh, professional organizations or um like a, accreditation organizations that you're a part of like you're you're a pmp then tap the pmi network um there's there's so much that you already there there are vast networks that you are already a part of you just need to integrate yourself and actually leverage them um if you're if you are networking with strangers which i also recommend uh by all means you can do that on linkedin uh but the onus is on you to make sure that your message is targeted enough so that um it makes the person want to read uh, so that's priority one makes them want to read and then, um, makes them want to help you. And in do, like, you, you need to make your request very clear, like, uh, how you think that they could help you specifically, um, uh, because we don't want to create any homework for someone we're actually hoping will help us. Right. Yeah. So,
1: no, it's true because if I get somebody who's like, Hey, Jack, um, can you help me? I'm looking to, and they walk through what they're doing. It makes it easy because either, a, I could help and know it, or b, maybe I know someone, or maybe c, it's just not in my wheelhouse. I can't do it. So I could, I could actually give an intelligent response. But if they're just like, hey, can you help me? Or can I pick your brain? I'm like, oh man. Yeah, that's a. Like, it's like, all right, what am I going to get myself into? So I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I like the alumni. That's a, and I imagine now more than ever. The folks there want to help out because they realize how tough it is for a lot of people, and oh, they yeah. just want, want want to help. Um,
0: yep.
1: Okay. It's only it's like an hour went by so quickly. Do you were there quite anything I didn't ask you that you know you want to share with people and talk about?
0: No, I don't think so. We covered a lot of ground, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I I don't I nothing really. I think we we covered it all. I guess just in parting. Um, really just reminding job seekers to focus on what they can control, not what they can't control. Um, which I hope will bring some sanity to their job search. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think we covered everything that was on yeah. my mind.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Can you say that with the control? What's the, what's the thing? Uh, God give me the serenity to, uh, control what, I, you know, it's something I have like control. My yeah. Dad and whatever. Yeah. That's can I tell you. I, I try to do that a lot because In recruiting, so much is out of your control. You know, you can have the best candidate and then some jerk hiring manager doesn't like the person because I don't know the color of their tie. You're like, what the heck? So it's like, you constantly have to kind of just refocus and not let it get to you. And it's hard, but you gotta learn how not to let it get to you on the inside and stay strong because otherwise it could just, just wreck you. So that's an important part of the whole job. I think, in my opinion, one of the toughest parts in the job search right now is to have a very thick skin and mm. don't take it personally because it's. I think what did I write about just the other day in, in Forbes it was like I want to say seventy-seven, if not more, million Americans have filed for unemployment benefits mm. since since the pandemic. Think about that enormity because. We have what, it's like 330 million people in this country, but like 150 million working. So you're talking about 40-ish percent of the population
0: mm-hmm.
1: w- were out of work over the last year. That's just think. That's like mind-boggling. Great, great Depression level. Mm-hmm. So we're all going through this. Mm-hmm. And I find out what happens. I'm curious. You know, if you feel this, a lot of people feel it's just them because they're at home, they're isolated. Yeah. You're cut off. Yeah. And and they feel bad, but then once they realize, okay, it's not just me. There are other really great people who are in between you. It's it's a relief. Yeah, so I think I don't know how you feel about it, but I think that's one of the sure. things that they really need is just to have that thick skin. Don't take it personally because it's happening all over the place. And it does seem like it's going to get better. It does seem with the vaccines coming out. It seems with you know the stimulus pa- uh, packages here in the U.S. I don't know if they're doing that in Canada too, but it does seem like it's picking up.
0: I'm definitely hopeful. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, I think it is picking up. Um, and um, I'm kind of excited about how work is changing yes. or how it has been changed. Um, so yeah, Ooh. I'm kind of excited about the, the the remote work thing.
1: You know what, uh, Two, if you don't mind, just two last questions before I, yeah. let, I let you go. Given the remote work, I'm noticing here in the States, You know, obviously, people, most everyone's working remotely or working anywhere. But then when I get job orders, I'm like, oh, okay, so can they work remotely? No, we want them, you know, to be able to work there. How is it in Canada? Is it the same or, or, or they're more open now when they're hiring new people to let them start out working remotely, even stay remote?
0: Um, so, well, in the province where I am in Ontario, uh, it's been in lockdown. Um, we're now phasing back in, uh, but yeah, so generally speaking, the job, the job postings I'm seeing in Canada, um, as well, well, Ontario is, in being more specific, uh, start remote. Yeah, you do see a lot of, um, this position will start remotely could uh, could stay remote, um, but uh, it kind of leaves it open just in case they want to have the person come yeah. in person. But uh, generally speaking, it's a lot more remote. Like um, The employers are equipped and ready to offer remote work, aside from es- yeah. essential workers, of course.
1: Do, do you recommend to your clients, if let's say they're in Ottawa, to say, hey, you know what, if there's a job in Montreal or Quebec or Saskatchewan or that's all I know about Canada.
0: Um <laughs> Saskatchewan. I'm impressed.
1: <laughs> I pulled that out. I'll try to think of a third one. <laughs> so would you recommend saying, hey, maybe try to send it to those places too? Because if they're open for remote work, then all of a sudden your net is wider. Is that have, you been, have you, Yeah, have been, by all
0: by all means, yeah. they should they should be opening up their search uh, while keeping focus on their target role. Uh, opening up their search geographically speaking uh, to um, to see where else is hiring. remote. Some some of the postings, like I'm seeing, employers get a little smarter with their postings and they're basically posting it nationally. So it would just say Canada.
1: So, so what does that mean? <laughs> does that remote. mean that they're open or like is that or well, we yeah. So it, see when it you open up it up, with?
0: you you see it's remote work.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, within well, Canada, because okay. <laughs> because
0: obviously, like there's you know, um, like they can't necessarily open it up to the U.S. Yeah. Depending on is can they take on a U.S. employee yeah. or not? Uh, so they just put Canada, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is good because it's I mean,
1: good. It shows that they they're open minded to it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and I don't see that personally. I don't see that as much as I thought I would. Mm. you know you see some but i thought it would be way more so it's a little discouraging that's why i was curious all right the last question is a selfish question this is for me okay Okay. where do you stand on dads like love you know trying to find opportunities for their kids is that is that like not cool or is is uh if you if you could pull it off that's okay
0: um like
1: not me. I'm not I'm talking okay. about other dads. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Not so this dad, are, but other
1: dads, yes. Can I
0: ask for a little more info? Is are the dads
1: hypothetically if I doing had doing intros okay, or okay. So hypothetically, if I had a son who is majoring in data analytics and corporate finance, Yep. and I just saw somebody who I might I'm do, a friend of mine who I'm doing a LinkedIn live series about compliance with. Mm-hmm. He is friends with this person who is like a big shot who does all sorts of data analytics, whatever. And I'm like, huh, should I maybe sit that person up and say, hi, this is Jack. Hey, could, could, you know, and try to bridge that gap. Is that weird? Is that too pushy? What, what do you think is a career expert?
0: I think that it's okay for yeah. you to open the door yeah um and make the initial connection with it sounds yeah. like this person is a second degree connection yes. of yours okay yes. so oh connect with that person uh get that established first the first person uh, and say
1: hey you know you're yeah. friends with Kamara. do you think it's okay if you know you hook, you know introduce me to her and i could see
0: if she yeah like
1: as as
0: you know little little billy yeah. is uh yeah. Yeah. is uh, graduating with his yeah. degree in corporate, fi- yeah. <laughs> in corporate finance and data analytics. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'd love to connect them. So once you're introduced yeah. to that person by your first connection, then you introduce little Billy and yeah. uh, your new connection and let little Billy do do his thing. Yeah. But I I don't, uh, in my experience, when I've seen parents... Um, <laughs> Kind of, uh, let's say, act as a proxy. Yeah, it doesn't go over well. Yeah. Uh, the The child needs to be uh, all in and committed and be able to properly um, navigate the job search themselves. So opening the door, good. Um, stick handling the sense. whole thing, no yeah, way.
1: Yeah, not, not so good. It's interesting Because yeah. I'll get, I don't know if you do, but I'll get this from parents all the time who know what I do for a living mm-hmm. to say tell their kids to maybe. Content. Knowing that I don't like place them, but just figuring, uh, and you have a young child, right? So yes. I, I don't know if that's at the stage now, but they'll get a certain age. If you say something, that's dumb. But if I'll say <laughs> it, if Uncle Jack says it, oh my God, that's great, mom. You know what Uncle Jack said? He said this. And right. you're thinking, that's right? what I said. Why yeah. is it good what he did? And so, so like, a lot of parents will say, Hey, can you talk to my kid about this, this, the other thing?
0: I get you. I get you. Well, all yeah. the time.
1: Because I guess they're frustrated with right. that their kid is not really trying. They're not doing stuff. So they figure, hey, let somebody else talk to the person to do it. So
0: I get I'll see it. That. I get it. Yeah, that's yeah. that's tough. The, yeah. the kid needs to want to yeah. the kid has to want it, right?
1: Yeah. So I I, I, and I don't mind those calls because usually the kids are pretty cool. Usually it's like the parents are really overbearing. So then yeah. they like talking to me because I'll just yeah. be very down to earth. To let them know what's going on and they they appreciate it and the is probably I'm saying the same thing that the parents are saying.
0: Oh probably but, yeah. Yeah, yeah I know exactly what you're saying but yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kid okay. needs to be the kid needs to to okay. to manage their own jobs or right.
1: so this is not me so I'll tell the other person thank you for that information.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Okay. <laughs> asking for a friend. Yes.
1: Yes asking for a friend. That's it. Well Kamara, thank you so much. oh one last thing you're so humble. So rumor has it, you're a top LinkedIn voice, right?
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> I am. I How was named. How
1: great is that? That's, congratulations. That's so, so awesome. Much.
0: Thank you. Thank See, you. I appreciate that.
1: So you're so humble. I, I thought you'd come on the show wearing a crown saying that
0: oh. like
1: <laughs> <laughs> linkedin top voice you know and all that kind of stuff happening in your background i need
0: one of those i need yeah. one of those a big banner in the background right yeah.
1: yes <laughs> milk that baby i would do that put on a big thing right behind it blazing
0: letters, <laughs>
1: blinking saying how awesome you are thank you okay i'll put thank one I'll, I'll make one up for you next time when we go on this okay. show I'll put it behind sounds me. sounds great yeah. so, so hey thank you so much seriously i think you gave such great advice Thank you. Um, and it's so needed during this time period. It's so necessary. It's so important. And, you know, walking through people what to do with the link with LinkedIn, how to market yourself, how to network, you know, uh, so it's so valuable and such great stuff. And I really appreciate yeah. it. And then when this is something people could, you know, watch again, because we'll, uh, you know, we'll upload it and clean it up a little bit. Um, and where can they find you? Like, what's the best way for people to reach out?
0: Yeah, so they can find me uh, everywhere. So Kamara Toffolo, so K A M A R A T O F F O L O on Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, Instagram.
1: Excellent. No Excellent. Facebook. <laughs> no Facebook. How come no Facebook? No.
0: Uh, How toxic. <laughs> yeah, I found it to be a toxic yeah. environment. Yeah. 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 So.
1: Yeah, I I can understand that. All right. Well, thank you so much. This is awesome. I really appreciate your time. This is great. And I'm going to see you soon, right? Yes. I'm going to yes. see you soon.
0: Next Excellent. Week. All right. Yeah. Take care. Thanks so much, Jack. Thank Take you. Bye bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the WeCruiter podcast. If you want to check out other great content from WeCruiter, make sure to visit us at WeCruiter.io. That's W E C R U I C R. We offer tons of great resources for job seekers and professionals, so make sure to check us out today.